the challenge is to actually let yourself go deeply into the emotion to get the gems and harvest them and bring them back. So on a neurotic end, anger, like we talked about, can be violence. It can be aggression. It can be harmful and, and really harmful to people. And on the wise end of the spectrum, it can be clarity. It can be boundaries. It can be your no, your sacred no. Um, it can be your power. You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn their selves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hello, sexy soul sisters. I have got some really fun, inspiring stuff to share with you today. I have the honor of uh, interviewing Ellen Pierce, who is an intuitive singer and songwriter. Uh, her albums and shows connect you to your heart. She also has a master's degree in contemplative psychotherapy, and she has over 1,200 hours of yoga teacher training. So sister, uh, sister in the hood. <laughs> uh, Ellen grew up on an island in Maine and thought she could never live away from the ocean when the adventures of the mountains stole her heart. So welcome, Ellen, to the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> I love it here. I used to be the same way. I was like, I have to have beach. <laughs> And uh, Ellen's actually been featured on Mentally Fit, Denver 7, Elephant Journal, and has played at iconic venues in the Swallow Hill, the Mishawaka, East West Bookshop, and more from sea to shining sea. So you may be lucky enough to have Ellen play in your area sometime soon. Um, I know we just, I missed that one. She just had a show Thursday night, and I was like, I want to go, I want to go. But I work late on Thursdays, and by the time... Thursday night comes, I'm just like so spent. I can't do anything. So hopefully I'll make the next one. Uh, Ellen, would you like to say hello? Yes, I would. Hello. Hello, world. <laughs> um, I am so honored to be here today to, um, yeah, talk about the ways that health impacts life and dreams. And I'm just so grateful for the space that you provide to do all of that. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's such my, it's my pleasure. And it, and it's really, what I really think is going to be so fun about this is that Ellen is a singer and a songwriter, something I'm not great at. Like that's probably my, <laughs> is my like not good skill. <laughs> and, uh, and the way that you interweave the uh, message of health and well-being and you're, and we're going to talk about chakras and, and how digestion and, and all this stuff plays into your ability to be a singer, right? And probably, I imagine, a songwriter, too, because your intuition comes from here. So, uh, yeah, you want to kind of just start us? Why, how, how did you get here? What brought you here today? Oh, um, well, gosh, <laughs> that's such a huge question. Um, what brought me here today was my car. <laughs> and on my way here, I actually ate, like, I stopped in Salto, or stopped at a restaurant called Salto on my way up the mountain and I had my favorite sandwich and it's like a super comfort food for me. Um, so I guess, you know, like of all the things that bring us into a place, like I 
I think today I am thinking a lot about like the elements of the earth and how things affect us in terms of like the turning of the seasons and how um, for me being that it's can I say that it's now fall time and like okay because I don't know where we you know like later it might be springtime and you're listening to this um but you know the the seasons are changing and with that like the rhythms of my work and the way that I am in the world um so that's kind of where I'm at today and what brought me in today um yeah awesome (laughs) awesome I appreciate that thank you for that and it's it's a really great point, you know, it, and it speaks to your your presence with what is right now. And uh, in, in my practice with my patients, I have a program called the Soul Hackers Ultimate. And in there, we really focus in season by season on different things because there are so many changes that happen when the seasons change, right? Now, here we are, yes, at this moment of this recording, we're in the fall season. The aspens have been glowing around here up in the mountains. It's just a spectacular view. We had our first snow uh, a couple of days ago. It's all gone now. It, it just disappears very quickly in, when the sun is out. But um, now all the aspen leaves are gone, right? So there's this whole shifting. I know for myself, summer summer is my... <laughs> I like the go-go heat of summer, the fire of summer, right? And then summer's leaving. And I'm like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. And then the aspens start to turn gold. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can do this. And then in the blink of an eye... Like seriously, in the blink of an eye, the the leaves are gone. Now it's, they're gone. And it's just so amazing to me because I'm from Texas. <laughs> we don't have seasons there, you know. But it, but being in the, especially in the mountains and being in a place where there's seasons, I, I'm starting to understand the rhythm of life and, and have this deep sense of presence with what is and what is coming and what I'm leaving behind. And it brings so much richness to our lives. And my understanding is this where is where you get your songwriting from. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. Um, so when I write my songs, I like to listen. And that has to do with intuition. Like you said, it has to do with the gut. And so I basically just find a way to get myself into alignment, which to me means... Um, relaxing and then opening up my listening to the world around me, to things that people might be saying in the space around me, um, to, for me, it occurs as like words in my head or songs or sounds in my head even. Um, And then I try to pull them through and play them on the guitar, sing them out loud. Um, So yeah, a lot of what I do with my singing and songwriting has to do with listening to intuition and that has to do with getting all lined up inside of myself including like physical posture but also um exploring any tensions that might be coming up too thank you and can you maybe describe a little bit what that means if if, if it's beyond the physical alignment like I get put my shoulders over my hips and you're speaking on a deeper level than that so what do you mean by that yeah um I think so For example, um, today my heart is feeling really tender. And so when I feel that way, I don't necessarily want to go out into the world and say, hello world, here I am on a podcast. (laughs) So I find that my posture tends to curl like a fern would curl like around, you know, that shape of like a spiral where you're curled in. My heart kind of wants to curl in that way too. And so I can do a number of different things practices to tend to myself um one of them being I can just notice like that's what 
I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling tenderhearted. I'm wanting to curl up into a ball. I can even accentuate it like I just did with my body, go deeper into it, and then just see how long my body wants to stay there. And then eventually, because that's natural, right? Like we contract and then we expand. So just giving myself that permission to really go into the contraction as much as I go back the other way too when when it's natural for me without having to force my way through. So that's part of what I mean like by getting into alignment. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I and it's interesting because I have I have a very a lot of masculinity in my abilities to be in how I be in the world is very type A masculine go work. And uh <laughs> yeah, sometimes too good at it. <laughs> and um and what I'm I'm learning now is I take this have you do you know uh Allie Cole? Mm-hmm, I took her class. Oh that's right. Oh, amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. So I did a workshop with him a couple of weeks ago where we started to explore these different energies. There's, I think, 10 or 12 different energies that they focus on throughout the year, 10, I think. And the one that we're, we did the workshop, and then now we're going to explore each energy every, for a month, like for a whole month. Yeah. 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 And so this month is the shy, reluctant enigma. (laughs) Shy, reluctant enigma. I'm like, whoa, okay. I happen to do that really well. Like, it's kind of like what you're saying, like, going inside and closing up, right? But my tendency is to think that's not okay. Yeah. I need to be on. I need to be, my heart needs to be open. Like this is what I should be as a good girl be doing, having an open heart, Not no tears, drink your water if you're crying, get over it, you know, get on with it. You got stuff to do. We don't have time for this, right? And so in this practice, this is the first time I have ever done this kind of work on myself. So, and I've done a lot of stuff, but in this practice, we, she literally had us doing exactly what you were doing where we were, okay, where does fear feel, fear is the core emotion for the shy reluctant. Where do you feel fear in your body? And put your hands on that and then let your body, like give it space, just like you're saying, right? Give it space to be and then have it be okay. Like if you want to curl up, curl up. And if you don't, if you want to be wide open and, and hypervigilant, be wide open and hypervigilant. But whatever it is, let it be that and it's, and it's okay. So I, I love it that you have this practice, which probably comes with 1,200 hours of yoga, <laughs> teacher training. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just sharing that because I'm just so feeling what you're feeling right now. And I appreciate, because you were telling me before we ever had this, uh, we're on the mic here, you were telling me how important it is for you to be able to express your feelings and help that way it helps other people express their feelings too. And I, I'm just reflecting back to you that you, you are holding a bright light in that arena as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I think I, I think I was telling you that I also remember and forget and remember and forget. So my most recent remembering has been around just that, you know, I'm going into myself to discover the seeds of what message I want to bring out to the world. And I think part of that is really being attuned to myself and my inner feelings and when I wrote my thesis in grad school, it was the garden place of human being where, you know, any emotion that we experience can be on a spectrum from neurotic all the way to wise. And that certain emotions 
bring through um, anger, for instance, is one that I've been feeling lately. And I have a song called Mad that I co-wrote with my boyfriend. That's amazing. But we, you know, when you write a song, the challenge is to actually let yourself go deeply into the emotion to get the gems and harvest them and bring them back. So on a neurotic end, Anger, like we talked about, can be violence. It can be aggression. It can be harmful and, and really harmful to people. And on the wise end of the spectrum, it can be clarity. It can be boundaries. It can be your no, your sacred no. Um, it can be your power. And I mean, even as I talk about it, I notice my body getting more, um, like my power pose is coming out. My posture lifted up. I felt my strength kind of surge forth. And that is all wisdom to me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and just the power of your words yeah. affect your physiology, affect the body, affect the posture, you know? It's like, wow, so what are we, what are we choosing to express, right? But when you have a practice like you have that, that's embodied, clearly you embody that practice. I mean, I'm, I'm playing with it. I actually had this um, person who's given me a really hard time on Facebook. Like, you're not a real doctor. Who do you think you are? I mean, all these, he's just being mean, you know? And I've been like, why are you being so rude? I don't understand. I'm just sharing my beliefs and helping people as much as I can. You know, I don't get it, but it really like gets, gets to me. You know, when with those, I get fearful, I get upset, I get sad, and and so I've I've I'm learning to I'm oh I'm having this fearful feeling, oh I'm trying to work with this contraction in my heart right now. Okay, let's not do that. Let's put the computer away. Let's turn on some music. Let's move my body. Let's close. Let's open. Let's do whatever you, your body wants to do. Let it be okay that you're in this motion emotion right now, right? And when you have an embodied practice like that, you. I feel like you just have such a deeper connection with your authentic truth, be it whatever it is in any given moment. And uh, rather than like for me, oh, I'm, I'm upset, but I'm going to keep working, right? We, we just tense up and we bottle it up and we put it away and we put it on a shelf and we hide it under a rug. And then one day somebody says something little tiny and it's like a little tiny print prick and then boom. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a big explosion happens and you throw your phone down and you break it and you wonder what just happened. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that before. <laughs> That's so good, yes. Yeah, so embodied practice is so important. So I'm just appreciating that, that you have that. And probably, I imagine, helps you sing and write songs and because you're more tuned into your feelings. Totally, and when... I guess I, I'm learning, too, how much my diet affects my singing, right? I go out onto stage, and I talked a little bit about this before with you, too, where I am an emotional eater. I will eat for comfort, overeating for nutrition or for health, oftentimes. And the way that that impacts my singing is that I, even though when I get on stage now, I'm channeling, I'm present, I'm usually joyful and really generously giving myself on stage, and it's fun. Before that, I still get really scared. So all the way up to it, I'm like stormy, afraid, and I, I even had that today, and I, I, I learn more and more that the more I accept my emotions, if I acknowledge, oh, I'm feeling afraid, rather than repress my emotion and say, I'm not scared, 
I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I get more tense in my body when I repress it. And then I act out like I drink alcohol, I eat too much. And then when your stomach is full, it's really hard to get those deep breaths that support your diaphragm in order to sing. So some of those less healthy ways of being that I've been working through, which I you said are, nor- are normal, 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 normal. That, that's lots of people emotionally eat. So I hope someone out there can relate to that. You know, any sort of stressor can set you off into your emotional eating. And for me, it's more emotional eating than like alcoholism or something like that. But that is kind of included in there. It's just a way to numb out what I'm feeling or repress what I'm feeling. I am less powerful when I show up to do my work, which I love. So I'm learning more and more that if I am willing to acknowledge the discomfort of the feeling, because sometimes we don't want to feel what we feel, um, I am more powerful because I'm willing to feel. And that's like all the way up through my day into my actual performance, which is really cool. Wow, that is really cool. And I I believe that everybody is an emotional eater. I mean, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, totally. Because think about it, when we're babies and we cry, what do we get? Milk. <laughs> exactly. Comfort. Comfort. Exactly, a boob, someone holding you, a bottle, right? I mean, we're all we're built to be emotional eaters. We come out and we're taught and trained and that's I mean, that's what we do. It's natural for us to be an emotional eater. That's like a revelation to me. I've never heard anyone say that first of all, but also I always felt a little ashamed that I was that way. So, that's really cool to hear. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because I used to feel the same way. I mean, I'm I'm an emotional eater, just like everybody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, and I've had so much shame around food and body image, and I shouldn't be eating this, and it's emotions. I'm not nourishing myself. This is just comfort, and this is not good. This is bad. But we're also raised in a society who trains us from the moment we're born to be little monkeys. You know, do this so you can have that. Right? Eat your peas, and then you you can have your dessert, do your homework, and then you can go play with your friend. Or it's, it's like, you know, reward punishment type of system that we, that we are raised in. And that doesn't allow for us to listen to our intuition. Because if we follow our intuition, then we're going to get in trouble because our intuition says, go do something else. Right? Yes, yes totally. And so, um, yeah, so I just think this is a fun conversation and I'm so glad that you, that you had, that's a revelation for you. Um, because I finally, when I realized that I was like, wait a minute, who's not an emotional eater? <laughs> Everybody's an emotional eater, you know? <laughs> and so since then, I mean, there were, di- right, right. Yeah. And then, um, uh, to actually just be okay with that, like to, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm having an emotional time right now. And, uh, I love your ability to be okay with your emotions because then you can, you know why you're making the choices you're making and they're not, like when we make choices because we're stuck in an energy, then those choices become more prolific and we keep doing them and then we keep banging ourselves in the head and then we're hating ourselves and we just keep repeating this pattern. But when you're in a place like that, like you're in where you're like, okay, I get it. I'm just having an emotional day right now. So I'm going to eat a sandwich at Salto, you know, (laughs) this is my favorite sandwich. I'm feeling emotional right now, but it doesn't, turn into, I imagine you would have to speak for yourself, but when I know when I'm in those places where I can be aware of my emotions, then I, it doesn't have to be something that grabs me and keeps me locked into a pattern that I'm going to regret. 
Absolutely. I think that, I don't remember who said it, so maybe we can look it up after, but um, energy is, or excuse me, emotions are energy in motion. So when we allow them to move through us and through our physical bodies, we experience growth. But if we contract down on them and freeze them up and continue to do the same habitual cycle with no awareness, no change, we get stuck. And that's another challenge all in itself. (laughs) Certainly. And I think there's a lot of people, I'm I'm starting to to realize that there's no new information. It's just repurposed information (laughs) because my, my, my original teacher, Dr. Mortar, MT Mortar, he, uh, he, taught me the best technique, the non-force emotional clearing work that I do. And uh, he said the same thing. Energies are, or emotions are energy in motion. So it's E dash motion, energy in motion. And uh, yeah, and sometimes I just forget those things, you know, and get trapped in it. It's so easy. Me too. Absolutely. I think one of the other messages and things that I want to bring forward through my work, through my being, through my performances is this idea that so much of I heard you say it, so much of what we do in our lives is based on the past understanding of how the world works. So for example, I make rules inside my own head based on my family system and the culture at large, these messages that I get, I internalize them and then I believe them to be true. So they direct my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and then behaviors. So something that I want for all of us is just a little bit of freedom. So when I am more free, you get to be more free. And when you're a little more free, you inspire me to be a little more free. And it goes back and forth like that. We can continue the growth because we're recognizing around us that, oh, like it's okay to feel angry. Maybe not okay to punch someone in the face, but okay to feel angry. Ah, I can feel angry. You can feel angry too. And the more that we have that sense of permission, that freedom, that shaking loose of whatever the cultural norm is that we've created. We're creating it for ourselves and we're reinforcing it through our behavior. So when I recognize that I've stopped myself or trapped myself, I try to stop. That's my first action is just stop. Just stop (laughs) whatever I'm doing and get tuned in. And that's the sensitivity that I think, you know, is part of my gift or what I bring through is that it's like a fine tuning of, oh, I'm really going to get refined here. I'm going to go deeply into that. And now that I can see it, what other possibilities are available to me? And then I have not just the one track that I was headed down. Is this too esoteric and out there? It's, It's instead of just that one habitual pattern that I was about to reenact, I am able at least to see what other possible actions are available to me and maybe I still go down the same habitual track but at least I have a little bit of awareness and I have this other options available and maybe next time I choose another option and then maybe I go down the habitual path again but I still have more flexibility than I did before. I love that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And I love it that you have that awareness, you know, and that your music comes from that place. Because when you have that awareness, whatever you're going to share is is your expression, your authentic truth. And uh, and the ears that it lands on or the bodies or the cells that it impacts uh, is going to feel that truth. And you're going to impact so many people with that. It's just going to be amazing. I, you know, one little thing that we can change inside of ourselves helps change the world, right? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes, right. Yeah, and you're and you're actively pursuing that and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, is there a tip that you might have for this this piece you you had just mentioned, you're like, "Okay, when I notice I'm in that place, I just stop." And like I did that the other day. I was like, "Okay, I'm feeling this fear. I'm contracting. I can't I need to stop." Then I just stopped. But it's not a common practice. I'm just learning to do this, okay? <laughs> so if you have any tips on like how do you like stop and then when you stop, what do you do? That's such a good question. I don't know if I have the answer. I bet it's different for everybody. What I do is it's almost like a freeze. So if I'm like mid bite of the ice cream that I pulled out of my fridge because I want comfort, I'm freezing. Spoon in the air, look around, look up, roll my shoulders. Suddenly, like maybe I stand up, I soften, I open, I breathe. Oh, there's the breath. Like it's a very slow in the moment process that is pretty intuitive for me. So it's a lot about first just freeze, literally freeze whatever I'm doing and then open, soften, stand up if I need to move a little bit, breathe. And then it's sort of like looking around. Like I notice that as I'm telling you about this, I'm actually physically looking around. It's like suddenly a gong was rang. I woke up and I'm here in the room. And what are five things that I see in the room? It's really coming back to the my present moment because I was basically on a trip. I was on an emotional trip where I was having a feeling. I didn't want to feel the feeling. I decided to get out some food to eat. I'm in the middle of eating that food. I'm feeling a shame spiral because I feel like I shouldn't be eating that food. And then I'm suddenly gong awake to this whole process. Oh, here I am. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. And, it, and you know, I, I would guess that that stems from your willingness to be available for it. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, I mean, whenever I get in those places where I'm an emotional eater, like there's been times when I've literally been eating a Ben and Jerry's carton and crying at the same time going, this is not who I am. This is not who I am. But eat it like stuffing my face with it. Right. But there's this whole tunnel vision that happens with it where you have no awareness of anything outside of that, that experience. And that is 100 percent full on experience. And that's all, you know, in that moment. Right. But it sounds to me like you're you're choosing to have awareness and choosing to say this is an opportunity for me to change and I'm going to I'm going to do this as much as I possibly can. Sometimes we may get stuck, you know, but you're consciously waking up and you're not holding it against yourself if you don't do it right. Does that feel true? That's so true. Yeah, I'm just considering like what's the karma of the Ben and Jerry's company because I also have eaten <laughs> Ben and Jerry's to excess while crying saying this isn't me <laughs> that's gotta be something um but I so I so agree it's it's not perfect um there's no way that it can be perfect because that is how change happens um I think it's I can't say the word it's Prochaska well, we can get, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, there's a cycle of change. And the first step is actually denial. We don't know we're doing it. 
it's not in our awareness, but someone's like, hi, this is happening. Whether that's your intuition, it's a friend, it's a reflection, we don't know. Um, it can come from many, many different ways. The next step is awareness. Oh, I'm doing that thing. I said I didn't want to do that. It's in my way of X, Y, Z. I want to show up as a performer that I know I can be. And if my stomach is stuffed because I emotionally ate before I came to this show, I can't be as bright as I want to be. But it's okay. I still love myself. You know, I'm not going to beat myself with the punishment stick. I'm going to acknowledge that happened, acknowledge the pain that that causes because, yeah, I'm disappointed that that happened. And then next time, I'm going to give myself the opportunity to make a different choice. Again, if I still make that choice that I didn't said I didn't want to make, it's okay. I'm just in the awareness cycle. The next step is actually making the different choice. So it's it's not a process. Change is hard. Once we are in the rut, we've created, you know, we've created the pathway in our brains that's dug a canal of process and that can go unconscious in the blink of an eye. So, yeah, I think when I am willing, yes, to slow down and to make mistakes, I wouldn't even call them mistakes. When I'm, I, I am willing because I've set my sights on something I really, really care about, which is it is the song and it is performing for you all, but it's also because I believe that we can make a profound difference in our world in terms of evolution of who we are as humans towards balance, peace, harmony, that when I commit to my vision, I can continue to, even when I slip up and go back to my habitual patterns that I think aren't good for me, I can have compassion for myself and I can turn back to my vision and I can say, okay, let's do this again. Because there's, like you said, a million opportunities. There's probably tons just today in the next five, six hours of our day yeah. <laughs> to choose what feels good, what brings us into harmony, what feels like balance. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. We're always at choice, right? Yeah. And it's what, what is, where, what is our pleasure, right? What brings us the most pleasure, the most feel good. And then there's that balance between knowing, okay, it's pleasurable to eat Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> But is that really bringing us deep pleasure? Yeah. And it's a, I think it's an interesting balance to kind of f feel where that is. Like sometimes I, I'm actually kind of working on that same thing in a little different way. I have um, my, my relationship with food is tremendously wonderful right now. Like I'm loving my relationship with food. I, I actually, I don't know if you know her. Her name is Beth Kearns. She's an acupuncturist in Boulder. And she is a spiritual enlightened being that when she does acupuncture on you, she's like speaking to your soul. Right. And then I had an, an, an acupuncture treatment with her and she, we worked on a food relationship and it was like, boom, out, it was over. I was like, wow, this is so great. It's <laughs> so good. So I'm just sharing that with you in case you're looking for, for some acupuncture. She's a great one. Um, <laughs> I interviewed her not too long ago too. So uh, her interview's on there if you want to hear it. Um, but yeah, so uh, my relationship is, with food is good, but I've injured my back. I have a strain sprain in my SI joint from working out too hard and being out of alignment. So I wasn't getting 
corrective chiropractic care, and then I was working out really hard, and I strained my back. Well, I've been working on this, getting it better, and then I think it's better, and then I go to the gym, and guess what? I heard it again, right? So I was like, dang it, you know? And then I went to Kundalini the other day, and then it gets better, and I'm like, okay, just give it a little time. And then I go to Kundalini, and they're doing all this second chakra work, which is all about the sacrum, you know? And I'm like, maybe if I just open my second chakra, it'll all go away. So I'm like going all the way 100%er, you know? And then guess what? My back is hurting again. So I'm like, Jesus, you know, I'm, I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm just still trying to find out, like, where do I draw the line and know that it's good enough? I feel like I listen to my intuition. Like, do you have any like recommendations on how you hear your intuition or know the difference between when it's your ego or your intuition? Oh my gosh. Another great question. Well, first I want to say something I'm really curious about right now in my life is that distinction between pleasure and what feels good in the moment and deep pleasure, which is like, for me, maybe satisfaction. I don't actually have a clear experience of that distinction. So I'm really curious about, because I think that is a indication of the masculine, which for me feels like structure, support, um, discipline, maybe pushing hard, a little hard, you know, like getting into a routine and sticking to it. Um, whereas just doing what, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but basically I think that there's, of bringing together of the two, the deep pleasure, which is following the intuition, listening, and then also the routine, the structure. And there's something about, for me, that I'm learning about those two things coming together and the power that that creates to move forward. I don't have an answer for us yet, but I'll, I, if I get one, I'll let you know. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for intuition, because so many of us operate from that push, 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 push. Here's a system. Work it hard. I do that too, of course. And for intuition, when I'm in the flow, it's really about, for me, checking in, tuning in. Um, sometimes I ask myself the question, what's needed now? What's needed now? And then the tricky part is to open to receive the answer. So just saying, what's needed now? I have to create the space for listening to it. And that can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's creating the space. Yeah, and that's the answer. Yeah, and trusting the answer. Yeah, this is exactly right. Yeah, um, I'm reading this really great book. Uh, I think it's called. Um, oh shoot, I can't even remember the name of it. But but basically, we're the concept that we're I'm studying in there is the concept of receptivity. And I'm also sharing this with the people in my uh, Soul Hackers Ultimate Program. But the the concept of receptivity is like being receptive to hearing the intuition, right? Being receptive to allowing flow, being receptive to the feedback, whatever that may be, right? And when we're not able to be in a receptive place then we're, um, we feel out of control or we feel like we're going to lose control or there's not enough time in the day or, you know. And, and exactly what he was saying in that book is exactly what you said. He said, just, just make space. And it doesn't have to be like a long two-hour meditation. It's just make space in the mo within the moments to hear what's next. So for me personally, I'm I'm trying more and more to integrate dance and music into my world. Like I used to play music all the time. Like music was on 24 hours a day from the moment I got up to the moment I went to sleep. And then something shifted in my life where I'm not really 
listening to a lot of music. I'm just not. And so and I'm, I'm realizing that from this dance class, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've lost touch with my music, which is losing touch with my, my soul, really, right? And so, uh, so yeah, so for me, it's having music on and allowing myself to dance to the music gives me that moment, gives me that openness, gives me that moment to go, okay, what's next? And to release the oh my gosh, I got to get it done. I'm going to be out of control if I don't do more, you know? I totally relate to that feeling of feeling out of control because sometimes the intuitions that I get don't make logical sense either. So I think of intuition as oftentimes we think, oh, we're going to hear the answer. But just like we learn in different ways, the answers come in different ways. So maybe you close your eyes for a moment. It's not two hours, like you said, it's just one moment. Oh, I ask the question and then I close my eyes and then I see a picture. Right now I'm seeing a picture of a dog and I'm like, oh, I have an overwhelming desire to pet a dog. When I pet dogs, I feel happier in my life. Wow, that's easy. How easy is that? Some people hear it. Some people physically feel it. Like maybe you feel a blanket wrapping around your shoulders or a sweater. There's so many ways that intuition can come to us. If you can think of all the different ways that you learn, it can come in any of those different ways. And it's just kind of listening. Listening is a actual, you know, with our actual ears, you can hear messages, eat broccoli, you know, but it can also be more, maybe your way of processing the world is different than that. So it might come in different ways too. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm pretty kinesthetic and I'm sensory driven. So that's how a lot, but I also get a lot of pictures. Like when I'm working with patients, I see pictures. That's, that's mostly when I'm using, that's when I'm working with other people. When I'm working with my own intuition, I have more feelings and sometimes I hear. So, you know, I think it just depends on, like you said, how you learn. Um, so this kind of, this kind of goes into the conversation around chakras and the Manipura and how, do you have any like recommendations on, on, well, can you actually speak to the, to that and, and maybe then, um, what you do to clear your third yeah. Um, it's so exciting. <laughs> so I'm still in the process of working through this, but my story is that I got a digestional problem called SIBO. And it's sort of like a hip diagnosis at the moment. A lot of people have it. And what that does for me, it causes bloating in that area. And I was also, I also had a back injury right in the area, um, same area. It's like, hey, look at this, please look at this. And then um, I, I also was suffering from sort of a lack of empowerment in my life. And so I, in my healing process, I have spent a lot of time and energy there. I've had a lot of pain there. And I think pain was like, hey, let's pay attention to that area. And it's still in the process of healing. But I do think it's so simple that maybe it's not satisfying, but the awareness, attention, um, I had people massaging me in that area um, and just, you know, picking up on my own radiance and being willing to feel my own radiance, to go into what feels like maybe scary territory in terms of being the bright 
person that I am because I was so afraid that it would shut other people down or make them feel bad about themselves, which is so just not in my experience. Yes, that can happen. And I have become willing because of my work in that area. Um, I often do breath of fire, that kind of thing to get going. Um, I have found that transformation has occurred. And when that, if jealousy or upset or something like that comes towards me, I can receive it and just like any other emotion, learn from it. So jealousy to me is often what I'm, what I'm being called forth to. And if I can embody that and share that back, then maybe they can learn and grow from that too. Um, some of the people that I've been envious of are like the ones that I'm so close to in terms of accomplishment, but I feel really far away from that kind of success. So I can look at them and I can be like, oh, I want to emulate some of the qualities that I don't feel like I'm quite embodying yet. So it's bringing those closer to me. And then again, the practice is really simple. It's seeing it. It's asking, who would I be if I, um, like one of the things I've been jealous of is, wow, she can dance on stage. Wow, that's so beautiful. Oh my God. And then it's like a contraction of like, oh my God, I can't do that. Oh my God, I'm so afraid. Um, so going into it and seeing who would I have to become in order to be able to dance on stage? Oh, I'd have to get really comfortable with myself first. Like I would actually have to just be okay dancing in my own skin at home or in community then. And then beyond that, oh, I can move on stage. I have a little more freedom. So it's little things like that for me that are super transformative and that help me gain my power. Because when I'm jealous, I'm just saying, I'm giving my power away in, in one sense. And so collecting those pieces of power has been really transformative for me. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's a that's very wise. And I really appreciate your ability to recognize that that whenever you have jealousy or any kind of emotion towards another person, that it's you giving your power away. It's so true, right? We're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's that about? <laughs> so that's what you're like, you know, when we point when we point a finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back, right? It's like, oh, and you're recognizing, oh, there's something within myself that's causing me to have this feeling, and what is that? And then your willingness, again, to just be like, oh, you know what? There's space for me to grow here, and what does that look like if I was going to grow into that person that I want to be? And uh, and releasing the the harm that you were projecting and turning it into goodwill, Right. Yeah, and appreciating that person for what they're offering. Yeah, and for our listeners who don't know, um, the third chakra is an energy center in our solar plexus. So it's 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 where the rib cages kind of come together, and it's where your stomach is. And when someone has SIBO, which is a small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, it's it affects. It's in the third, the area of the third chakra, the energetic centers. So everything is energy before it's physical. And then when we have a physical experience like SIBO or back pain, there's an energetic blueprint that precedes that. So the chakra plays a role in that because it's an energetic center. And so what we're discussing here, just to catch you up if you're not with us, is that she's she's really taken time to find balance in the energetics so that her physical expression can heal. Yeah. 
Yay. <laughs> That's exactly it. I knew I was going to learn something. You have this amazing way of like taking these broad concepts and synthesizing them down to something that's very understandable. Thank you for doing that. Awesome. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> I'm like, really? I do that? Awesome. I like that. <laughs> Sweet. Ah. So anyway, the third chakra is our center of power. It's our courage. It's our will. It's our stand up for what we believe in us. It's our ability to um, speak up against something that's not right. It's it's all these things. And whenever we're closed down in those areas, we're not honoring our truth. We're really like, oh, I wish I could say that, but I'm not going to. I wish I could dance on stage, but I'm not going to. I'm really, well, you know, would love to have the courage to do this or that, but I'm not going to. Or not even recognizing that you want something different is definitely an, an, a closure in, in the third. Um, so, you know, these are just, I hope, are very inspirational. They're inspirational to me, so thank you for sharing all this. <laughs> like, yay! I'm learning something, too, here. Um, so I, I'm, you know, the what we're sharing here with, these, with our beautiful listeners is just ways for them to also, like, take these small little tiny things. You've just really described so many tiny little things that you can just do in your everyday life to create, to create change in your in your well-being and into the well-being of your communities and your families and, and the world we live in. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, so I was wondering if you were interested in singing a song for us. Are you? Okay. <laughs> awesome. So um, I, you know... Uh, Ellen has some work on YouTube, and there was a couple of songs that I listened to. One was Beautiful Life. I actually listened to the, the second one. I don't remember the name of it, but the third one was Snake River, and I really loved that. Yeah, if you want to play that, feel free. Um, but if there's something else, because we're going to share that link with people, and they'll be able to hear those songs too. So who knows? You might be inspired by our conversation to do something else. You tune! <laughs> She's tuning. <laughs> it's very important to tune, which is a like a beautiful way of um, like if you're tuning your your instrument, it's like the same as tuning your body, right? Yes, and it's, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. So she's tuning her instrument so she can be in tune <laughs> for our for our offer for her offering here. I'm so excited you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun. I'm really, I really want to learn to play the banjo. You do? Yeah, I have a banjo, <laughs> and I started playing it, and I was like, really getting into it. Like I'm totally into it. Like I'll carry that sucker around, yeah, yeah until my fingers are hurting so bad. Oh, that's so fun. But then I went into this masculine work mode, and I put everything <laughs> away, and I was like, I, and then I, well, I have the space to do it now, but I'm really at that place where I'm like, okay. I'm either going to commit to do it or I'm going to commit to not do it. Oh. I'm not going to do it and then stop and start and stop. That's not, I don't want to play that game. Yeah. So I want to like wait till I can say yes, a hundred percent, and then I'll pick it back up. So hopefully I don't have to wait too much longer. Um, so right now I'm tuning in, I'm listening. I'm opening myself to what I call spirit. You could call it source. You could call it, um, physically, the space around us um, depends on, you know, everyone has their own belief system, and I'm not here to tell anyone what to believe, but for me, I call it spirit, and I'm just opening the channel, conducting myself as a channel, um, and that's how I pick my songs, <laughs> which is super intuitive, right? <laughs> like, that's probably why I have anxiety before I go on stage, because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... The song that I'm hearing 
um, is a song that I wrote with Jen Docpano and Malene Snow, and it's um, called Let Love Lead the Way. It's a prayer. So each of my songs are just an opportunity to go inside of yourself and listen. So if you're listening right now and you're not driving, you can close your eyes. If you're driving, just keep those eyes open, but just let your attention rest on both the road and your heart and maybe your hands as well, because the hands are just an extension of your heart. May my heart soften to everything beautiful. <laughs> and I do feel so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It was just beautiful. Just such radiance. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Right. Radiance being the third chakra's power. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being here. It's just been so joyous to really get to know you better and have this conversation and 
just uh, share your wisdom and your brilliance and your radiance with uh, these amazing women that are listening to us all over the world. <laughs> Yay. Ah, is there anything else you'd like to say? I really, I can't wait to hear from you all. So something I really, really appreciate and something I weave into my concerts and my shows is actually a conversation. I don't want to just be expressing in a vacuum. I want to know the impact. Did anything touch or move you? Was anything inspiring to you? Did you go and share anything that sparked your own wisdom? Um, I think that we all have little gems of wisdom inside of us, and I want to see those coming out in so many ways. So please get in touch with me, reach out to me, or reach out to Brandy, and she can contact me and share the impact. And if there's anything that came up that you want um, support and processing, I know that there's so many resources through Brandy that can be reached. So please do it. Thanks. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. You know, I, I constantly on every single show, I'm like, please share this with your friends and then comment back. I would love feedback. Right. So it's, it is so important to, to not be speaking in a vacuum, to know that we're being heard, to know that it's landing, to know that it's changing lives, to know that you're feeling different and your way of being in the world is, is, is improved because of how we're showing up. And so, uh, yeah, I will definitely have the links to your YouTube page and to, the, to anything else that you feel pertinent to so that people can reach you directly. And, um, yeah, I, do you have anything else? Is there anything else? Yeah. Thank you for opening a space for me today. I so, so appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So before we go, pleasure. the deep pleasure. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is way better than Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> so true. It's almost always about connection for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm with you on that. So just one quick question before you go. What is it that you would consider your number one biohack? in your life? It changes ah, over time, okay. but today it's water. I just want to drink a lot of water and the ways that I found to do that are to get, not a plastic straw because they kill the turtles, but um, some sort of straw, metal works, there's cleaners for those two, um, into a big cup. And I just tend to drink more water that way. And I think that's one way of clearing and cleansing my body that's very natural doesn't feel aggressive to me, doesn't trigger me, and um, is very practical. I can take it with me everywhere I go. I love that. Thank you. Water's so important. <laughs> that's, that's a great biohack, you know. Uh, <laughs> good songs about water. <laughs> Uh-oh, she's about to go again. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, ladies, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. It's just been such a beautiful pleasure for me. And uh, just as a reminder, just as my mentor says, uh, you know, you're a culmination of the five people that you hang around the most. And you just spent a bit of time hanging out with some pretty cool chicks. So know you're cool. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Mwah. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. 
This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.